0: In today's episode, we are talking about seven mistakes that you're making on your weight loss journey and how to fix them. When it comes to losing weight, it can be challenging. I'm not going to pretend that it is easy because it is definitely not easy. But sometimes we can make mistakes and think that we are the problem rather than the methods that we're using being the problem and not us. Now sit back, grab your tea, Shan, grab your notebook, grab your pen and write these tips down as I navigate through these seven mistakes that you may be making on your weight loss journey how to fix them and how you can sign up to the nutrition coaching program also let me remind you that you can grab the masterclass ditch the weekend overeating binge over at www.vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash masterclass this is for you if you're struggling every single monday you're starting your diet over and over again after you've been quote unquote good throughout the week this is for you so grab your notepad and your coffee because you're going to need it through this session now if you're somebody who wants to join us and you want to work with me then join us at the end of june for the all the trimmings group nutrition coaching program eight weeks me as your wingwoman and your coach to grab you through all of the information that you need to ditch the diet and to stop making these mistakes and learn exactly what you need for the long term you can sign up www.banutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash all dash the trimmings. Now, if you're somebody who's got questions, reach out to me over on Instagram at VA Nutrition Coaching. But if you're somebody who likes email, head on over to the email at support at uk. But for now, without further ado, let's get straight into today's juicy episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of VA Nutrition Coaching, the podcast with me, your host, Verona, your qualified nutrition coach, your qualified personal trainer and cognitive behavior therapist. This podcast is for you if now you're ready to finally lose those 5, 10 or even 15 pounds and keep them off and you want me in your corner as your coach to help you get there. We will rebuild your confidence, we'll tackle those toxic thoughts that hold you back and we'll put together your unique nutrition plan. Now sit back and enjoy today's episode. So seven mistakes that you're making with your weight loss and how to fix them. Now, when it comes to weight loss, what can happen is we can get so fixated on the result that when it starts to go wrong, we start to blame ourselves and think that we are the problem. This isn't working for me. I'm always going to be fat. I'm never going to do this. Is this not working? Why is it not working? It's working for my husband. I'm beginning to envy him and then we continue and you're frustrated and you're continually asking yourself why am I not losing weight and then that frustration then leads to emotional eating because you're stressed you're worried you know you want to lose weight you know you've got to lose weight because the doctors are now concerned about your high triglycerides all of that stuff and you've got high blood pressure and medication and it's like oh my goodness nothing is working for me why am I not losing weight now if this has happened to you and you've ever asked yourself these questions then I feel you girl I'm with you, I know and I feel your pain, I've been there. If you're trying to lose weight or you've ever tried to lose weight, but you've given up because you're just like, it doesn't work for me, there's nothing that I can do. And you begin to ask yourself and wonder why it's happening all of the time. Why does it happen at a certain time? Why does it stop at the same place? When it comes to losing weight, struggling to lose weight or hitting a plateau can be one of the things that is most frustrating about your weight loss or that you don't see it coming off in the time that you want to. Because weight loss is not fast. Weight loss is not quick. Because there are so many variants to it, it can take a few tweaks as to how to get this. Now, I've been there. I've hit a weight loss plateau, been like in my prime, losing weight, and then all of a sudden it stops our body becomes metabolically adapted to whatever we put it under. And then our body starts to maintain that weight. But if you still got some pounds to lose and you're maintaining the weight, that's not doing it justice and that's not what you want it to do. So sometimes what can happen is you restrict yourself even further. You go to community groups and you find women that support you. But what happens is those women that are supporting you, they're telling you to take restrictive low calories that they haven't told you that they've developed amenorrhea, which is the loss of their menstrual cycle, but they're promoting it as if this is the be-all and end-all. Unless you've been quoted by the medical care provider or your doctor to take 1200 calories, that is not to be prescribed or taken from somebody who's professional or somebody who is unprofessional and just telling you what's worked for them, but actually they're causing long-term damage to their metabolism and they don't even know it understand you want to lose weight but if you're doing it for the consistency and you're doing it long term it's got to be slow it's got to be steady and it's it's also knowing it's also important to know that there are going to be many reasons why you hit a plateau many reasons why your weight you stop losing weight and many reasons why you start to make these mistakes and sometimes it's all about trial and error but it's about finding what works for you specifically although Sally it encourages you although Sally motivates you if she's not qualified to give the information that she's given she's setting you up to fail unknowingly and that's not her plan She's actually setting you up to fail because she's given you something that one doesn't work for everybody, and two, she's advising you to take low calories, which isn't the solution. Dropping your calories isn't always the solution, especially when you're dropping it to dangerously low calories. So it's about understanding and knowing where your source of information comes from and being wise as to it. There's so many things. that when we go on the internet and we search. Literally, you come back with billions of search results, so it can be overwhelming and understanding why it can be confusing. But today, Sha. I got you, I got your back. As you know when you come to my table I'm giving you hard facts and I'm also telling you about my experience. So one you don't make those same mistakes but also I'm taking you through what some of my clients have gone through and how they've come through the other side. Now when it comes to making mistakes when you are trying to lose weight, the number one mistake that I see is People are not eating the calories that your body needs. When you're taking the advice from somebody who's saying to you, yeah, just reduce your calories to 1,200 calories work for me. Now that's not mocking anybody, but what it is, it's such a sweeping generalized statement that not everybody needs 1,200 calories. 1,200 calories is recommended for a four-year-old. Now, if you're listening to this, chances are you're not four years old trying to lose weight. I say that so matter-of-factly because I believed it too. I believed that I had to be eating 1,400 calories to lose weight. But what happened is I was ridiculously hungry. But what did I do? I went on to the internet and I searched, why am I hungry? And they were like, yeah, 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 that's fine. You're doing everything right. Actually, no, I wasn't doing everything wrong. What I was doing, I was eating the same amount of calories that my body needed to function, to keep me alive, to pump blood around my body. And I was doing intense exercise on top of that, and I was beginning to feel guilty for feeling hungry. I conditioned my mind to think that taking a shake was the way to do it, but my body was telling me I need more food. If you are consistently doing this level of exercise and intensity, you need to give me fuel and energy to keep you running and also to keep you doing the exercise as well. You're currently working your body to the ground, but because I got the advice from somebody in a group, I took their word for it as gospel. Till I went to find the information that suited me and I got qualified which is why I'm here teaching you today Sham. So when you're not eating the right amount of calories that your body needs your body needs a certain amount of calories just to do its day-to-day functions i.e keep your brain alive, keep your brain pumping, keep your blood going around the body, keep your heart pumping and literally just keeping you alive. Now there are calculators online where you plug in some of your basic information and what will happen is they'll give you a rough guide or rough estimate as to how many calories your body needs to burn to function to live on a day-to-day basis and also you are adding your age your job your activity levels etc then that will give you the calories to maintain the level that you are at but in order to lose fat you need to be in a caloric deficit now you might have heard me talk about this in other episodes but that's what you need to lose weight and when we go through this in all the trimmings there's a whole unit when I'm talking about the calories etc now when you're doing that with me I will work that out for you Now, there is another option that you can do. You can book in for metabolic testing, which will also give you the same information. Number two, the second mistake that you're making when trying to lose weight and how to fix it is you're not tracking what you're eating. Now, for example, let's say that you are somebody that has been on a diet and your diet tells you to cut out carbohydrates as they often do they demonize carbohydrates and tell you to cut them out but what happens is though it isn't an essential macronutrient nutrient it's still needed in the body glucose is needed in the body to help the brain function now what's different is you don't need the amount of processed foods and simple carbohydrates all the foods that we like and enjoy we don't need the the amount that we eat on a day-to-day basis and that's what needs to be monitored and reduced now it doesn't mean to be you don't need to have a 20 grams of carbohydrates per day because if you're trying to do exercise of 20 grams of carbohydrates per day you are going to find that you are going to struggle and not have energy. Now I'll have to do a whole episode on that in itself on the advantages and disadvantages of low calorie diets and low carb diets but for this example carbohydrates may not be an essential but we do still need glucose in our bodies. We can get it from simple carbs and we can get it from complex carbs but the difference is how quickly it's broken down into glucose in our bloodstream. And so, when we're not tracking what we're eating and we're just eating everything that we want to eat throughout the week, you're good. All week, you've done good. And then the weekend, it's like, oh my goodness, I just eat whatever I want. And when you're not tracking that and you're just deciding to do that every single week and you're starting your diet over every single Monday, that's one of the biggest reasons why you're not seeing a weight change because of the inconsistency in what you're eating. One day you will track your food and the next day you won't because of the binge and the restrict cycle. Now, if you've not listened to my masterclass, you can. go and listen to the masterclass which is ironically called ditch the weekend binge overeating masterclass www.vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash masterclass pop in your information and then you'll get the masterclass with my tips as to how to overcome the binge overeating cycle if you're constantly doing that every single week I'm teaching you three key strategies that I've used myself and with clients how to ditch that and to break that cycle because it's easy to underestimate what you're eating now I'll give you another example the kids are at home, it's a weekend and you decide to bake with the children or if you've got no children at all you decide to just do some baking as an activity in the evening. Now the best bit about baking, tell me if you agree, the best bit is tasting and licking the dough but these extra licks, these extra tastes and these extra bites along with the actual cookies or cakes or the other baked delights that you make they can rack up some serious additional calories without you actually realizing it. So if you're trying to lose weight and these are the things that you're not doing or you're consistently doing, these are the things to be aware of, the mistakes that you might be making that actually might be hindering you rather than helping you. Now the third thing that your third mistake that we're talking about here is too many foods that you enjoy. Now let's talk about macros macros is short for the word macronutrients now if you're in the states this is how I've learned about it through my course my qualification this is how I learned about macronutrients now when we're not taking care of our nutrition and we're not following and being aware of what nutrition nutrition what nutritional value food each food brings to our body and how our metabolism responds to it and how many nutrients are absorbed in our body through our gut microbiome and how all of that good stuff, how it responds well and how it doesn't respond well. When we're not aware of that, we just eat whatever we want. And until I got qualified and until I was forced to deal with my health be- being because I got sick, until that happened, I wasn't really paying attention. I was just eating when I wanted, what I wanted, how much I wanted, going back for seconds and thirds. Even though I was full up, I was just continuing to eat more And more and more, and the reason why I wasn't paying attention to what I was eating is because of the unhealthy attachment that I had with food. And Shannon, tell me if this is you and tell me if you can relate. If you're worried about anything, if you're worried about stress, if the children aren't sleeping, if there's stress at home, the stress of the current situation in the pandemic, if you've got an unhealthy attachment to food because food doesn't reject you and people do, if you've learned to cope with stress and you've learned to cope with insecurities by eating food, this then becomes an unhealthy relationship and an unhealthy balance with food and what happens is you then eat too many foods that you enjoy and that's what's hindering your weight loss rather than helping you. Now let's talk about flexible dieting. The reason why tracking your macros is so popular is because the idea is you can eat whatever you want and you can lose weight but not actually because what happens is you then misunderstand what that actually means. If you're somebody, your goal is to burn fat, you still have to reduce your processed foods that you are eating. Because if you just continue to eat the same way that you did under a new label, what happens is you're taking the same problems and putting them under a new label called macros and you're still stuck in that same place. Now, it's not about restricting yourself from the foods that you enjoy, but if your goal is long-term change, Shan, then you will need to reduce the amount of times that you eat these foods. If you're eating this more than you are nutrient-dense foods, this is when you know what has happened is you've now got a new name and a new label and you're continuing the old habits just under a different name. And that's where these habits need to be broken and continue to work with so that you get the results that you want. Now, the next one, number four, is you're loading up on the diet foods. What I mean by this is if you have followed popular diets before and I followed the same diet, it's actually calling, let's call it what it is. So if you label a if you label a food a sin, say for example you are following this particular diet plan that gives you a number of sins the more you weigh the more sins that you get so each person gets a number of s y n synergy Foods that you get, you get an allowance. So when I did it, I had 15 sins. Now that's what they called it. They didn't call it synergy points. They called it S Y N S. Now, being a Christian, when I hear the word sin, it's telling me that I've done something wrong. So when I had that now, I've got 15 things that I can do, 15 points that I can eat, wrong foods, foods that are bad, foods that aren't good for me, 15 sins. I'm allowed to be a rebel. If I go over it, then I've sinned. That's the image that kept coming back in my mindset when I was following this particular diet and what happens is when it was labeled free food that for me told me I can have as many potatoes and pasta as I want without having any portion control on it my plate was full of pasta salad and it had a little bit of salad had a little bit of fiber all of the categories that it was telling me according to the book and the labels I put it on, on one plate so my plate was piled high but what happened is there was no exercise of portion control so when I was loading up on all of these diet foods just because the yogurt is fat free or just because the yogurt or the jelly says sugar free, what was happening is I was misappropriating the foods that I was eating. And so if you're following these same methods or you have before like I have, that's what happens. You begin to associate yourself as good or bad under the labels that this diet or other diets can put you under. And that's what you begin to start seeing yourself as. As I say, as a Christian, I'm a term to the word sin, something that I've done wrong against God or against somebody else or against myself. Now that's the same thing that I had when I was beginning to eat these foods. These are bad foods and I'm bad if I go over my 15 sins and free foods. I wasn't exercising any portion control so therefore I wasn't losing any weight. Now just because it says fat free and sugar free it doesn't mean that it is and I'm going to explain that. For these foods to taste just as good as the original, there's going to be needed. So if you're stripping out the fat, it needs to be replaced with something else. If you're stripping out the sugar, it needs to be replaced with something else. So it tastes just as good as the original. Now, there is going to be a difference in taste. You can taste it just like you can taste the difference between Coke, normal Coke, full fat Coke and diet Coke because of the amount of sugar calories and sugar free stuff that they put in it. You can tell the difference between it. If you're someone that drinks it on a regular, you can definitely tell the difference between a cheaper version and the original version but that's because of the replacing ingredient that they have now even though they've taken and stripped it and it's labeled and it's marketed as this is fat free it's great for you this is sugar free it's great for you it actually doesn't mean that it is and in order for it to taste just like the original something extra needs to be added in and that extra ingredient often tends to be sugar or something that you and i can't pronounce it's on the back of the label and we we can't actually pronounce what it is and we don't even know what it is but we just like it and we're just using it it because it says it's fat-free or sugar-free and because it's sugar-free or fat-free that means it's okay it's not the normal thing so I'm still going to lose weight but actually that's that might be the mistake that you're making. If you've hit a plateau and weight hasn't been shifting for a while get rid of the sugar-free and fat-free foods. You're better off having the original and exercising portion control with those things because if you start to restrict and build up these things what will happen is you know you're not losing weight and you're having loads of these foods this is something in an area to look into if this is you. Now, Shannon, tell me if these things are helping you. I hope you've got your tea and your coffee and you've got a notepad and pen. Go back and listen to this and write this down. Now, when I'm talking about these things, these are all mistakes that I've made. And as your coach, I'm teaching you and helping you understand that it's not about making these mistakes over and over again and thinking that you are the problem. As I continually say on this show, it's not you that's the problem, it's the method that you're using. And these things can always be fixed. It's just about knowing knowing how to fix them and making those changes as small actionable steps or grabbing the, all the trimmings where it goes a lot more detailed in depth and then you can write out your plan in the workbook and do this for yourself with the program and other like-minded women. When it comes to emotional pain it doesn't go away by eating Cheetos, Ho Ho's or a family share size bar of Cadbury's dairy milk. The only thing that does happen is the pain isn't as noticeable While you're savouring the chocolate, the Cheetos and the Krispy Kremes. But once you've eaten the last square or you've taken your last bite of the donut or taken the last Cheeto from the bag, that sting of emotional pain that you're hiding from comes right back. In fact, it didn't even leave. You just don't notice it as much as you push it to the back of your mind. That is why I've opened up the doors to my new program, All The Trimmings. Even though the tools that I give you in the program are fundamental to your weight loss, Even more are the mindset tools that I provide in this program. These tools will form the building blocks to your mindset, your nutrition, and helping you maintain it long-term. The investment in yourself is literally a life-changing, one-time investment with lifelong returns. Because my passion is to teach you everything you need to continue building healthy habits with your mindset, your nutrition, and maintaining those results, which is often not found when you come to the diet. Because once you've lost the weight, What do you do then this is exactly what i teach you in this program where you have a private community those of you that don't have facebook it won't take place in facebook but you will still have that private community to to interact with other like-minded women and share your experiences with one another so we'll be digging deep into live coaching calls where i'm going to teach you these building blocks that other diet courses and subscriptions just don't have now suppose that your goal is to lose weight and build healthier eating habits if that's the case you'll get this and more if you put in the work because I like to give gifts to my friend Shan if you know you've been a regular listener here on this podcast you know that I love my friends and I'm opening the doors just for you at a reduced price for my listeners for a limited time this ain't going to be f- there forever so if you want this you've got to act quickly because it will then go up to the full price in this program you're going to learn how to ditch dysfunctional yo-yo dieting and you're going to learn how to build lasting habits in all the trimmings and you can sign up at www.vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash all dash the dash trimmings which is the website i cannot wait to see you inside shan and if you've got any questions dm me on insta at coaching. if you don't have instagram then you can email me support at vanutritioncoaching.co.uk can't wait to see you inside so we're gonna go on to the next one. Now we're talking a little bit more, we got a little bit deeper here now. When it comes to the mistakes that you're making that are actually hindering your weight loss, stress is one of those things. And if your stress is at an all time high, this is something that can affect your weight loss. We're in a situation we've never been in. I'm, I was born in the 80s. And I've never, ever experienced a pandemic like this in my life. So many of you may not have experienced a pandemic in your life as well. So it's something that's quite new. You might have experienced something similar, but this is something that I've not experienced before. And so the stress of this, the stress of you're now having to be the breadwinner as a female, and that's putting additional stress on you, additional stress on your clients, additional stress on your killing line to five. If you've had to be furloughed and you've had to get another job or your husband's had to get another job or your husband's furloughed, he hasn't got a job. It's putting stress on you it's putting stress on your marriage is putting stress on your children and when it comes to weight loss that being an all-time high stress can affect your weight loss as well now there are so many ways to deal with the added stress and the added pressures but sometimes we don't know how to ask for help we don't know how to receive help because sometimes we can be so focused Shan, on getting our ducks in a row and just having all things together and we like to control all things but things like this the thing that the situation we're living in is beyond our Control and we can only manage what we can manage. Just because there's loads of stress going on, it doesn't mean that you are the issue. Dealing with the stress and finding ways to deal with the stress can help you immensely. Now, when you're doing everything that you can to lose weight and you feel like you're trying your hardest and just doing everything you can, that too can become stressful. But when you're stressed, your body will release the hormone cortisol. And when you have a high cortisol level, it also finds its way to the belly, i.e. visceral fat. Why I don't know, but that's what it does. It locates its way in the belly and also may cause an increase in your visceral fat, which is again another concern for doctors that can develop into type 2 diabetes. That's where they're concerned and other health complications and problems. So, these are the things to be aware of when you stand on the scale. There are so many other things to be aware of and bear in mind that have nothing to do with you. These are other things that can be beyond you that once you know what to do, once once you know why they are there once you know hang on does this apply to me yeah it applies to me let me work on it once you start to troubleshoot and navigate your own plan this is it this is where things are going to be shifting this is where your mindset's going to be shifting this is where change is going to come no more having to stand on the scale and be afraid of the scale and ditch the scale if it's causing you to be obsessive over it and that's a different issue but if it's not shifting there are other things that are happening it doesn't mean that you are doing anything wrong so once it's found its way to your visceral fat it just sits there and that's why we can't spot reduce when it comes to burning fat but if you're in this for the long haul friends there is no rush work on the things that you can work on and accept the help from others that can help you to do the things that you don't know how to change and work on reducing your stress now with stress when we're stressed we have lack of sleep which is the next mistake that you're making. With stress, worry and anxiety comes a lack of sleep. When you're sleep deprived, even with eight cups of coffee on the go in a day, cortisol is still released into your body and it plays a part in why you might not be losing weight because sleep also affects your weight loss and contributes to your carb-loaded cravings due to the hunger hormones ghrelin and leptin being unbalanced and so that's when you begin to crave carb-loaded sugar salty foods even more now, when you're checking your your lack of sleep, you're checking how much sleep you get. It's not just number; it's also quality of sleep is so important. I'm literally just finishing doing the module for sleep that we've got on the course uh, that we do in June, and and I'm going into this a lot more in the in all the trimmings. Excuses. Excuses, excuses, excuses is the next reason. Now, we've been there. I've been there with you. So this isn't me judging you, Shan. This is me acknowledging, girl, I know what this is like. So excuses are getting the better of you. And this is the last mistake that you're making. I've been there at one point or another in my life and on my journey. And what happens is our minds can convince us that the hard work we need to put in to get the results and stay consistent is just too hard. It's too hard. I can't do this. I can't do another rep. I can't lift this. I can't run, I can't walk, I can't eat healthy, I can't do this, you can't take away my snacks, you can't do this. Brief and take one thing at a time. Because what can happen when we start to think like this, it's so easy to just give up and give in. But if you always give in, you continue to get the results you've already got. Now, this doesn't mean forcing yourself to work out two hours a day, then you're going for a walk in the evening, and then doing too much exercise actually hinders your goal anyway, because of You guessed it, stress. You're putting too much stress on the body and exercise attributes to 20% of the calories burned. So when you're overestimating exercise and doing two hours of cardio per day, strength training, exercise, hiking, walking, all on 1,200 calories, that's not working. Your body is screaming, I need more food. Rest rest relax is telling you to relax you're doing too many things it's not going to help and it's going to hinder you again with that mindset stuff and you start to think I'm not doing it right I'm not doing it what am I doing wrong I've had women on calls with me coaching calls with me this is what I'm doing what I'm doing they're telling me their activity they're telling me what exactly what they're doing and I'm like you're doing too much But what happens is it's where we're getting the information from. We see what we look like in the mirror. We don't like our reflection in the mirror. We definitely don't like the way we look when we're naked. I've been there. You don't like the way you look when you're naked. You don't like the way your bingo wings jiggle. You don't like that there's no thigh gap. You don't like where your belly looks. You don't like the feeling of when you're eating you have to unbutton your jeans. Shan, I've been there. But trying to speed things up and damaging your body even more by over-exercising and under-eating and stressing and lack of sleep, these things are not helping as you've seen. And I know that they may sound challenging and overwhelming and I'm going to tell you the story. I saw my mum trying to do exercise recently and I said to her, let me write a plan for you that's tailored to you, your goals. And she said, no. She said, no, because it's all too much. But the truth is it can be overwhelming, especially if you're trying to do this all at once. You begin to feel helpless because you just don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. The internet says this and the internet says that. And you know what? It literally comes back with billions of search results. And it's no wonder you're confused because there's so much to go through. If you're struggling, Shan, snag yourself a spot in my one-to-one coaching. And we'll work this out together. Clear plan, that's specific and designed with you in mind. And it will help you get the rest that you need. It's going to take time. It's going to take hard work. And it's going to take consistency. You can do the deep dive one-off session if you're already on your journey but you just need some tweaking and want to know how to resolve it and get back on it. Or you can do the six months of one-to-one coaching if you're in this for the long term and you want to see consistency. This is my bespoke coaching. I have a select few clients for the six months coaching so that you can get your best. You can get the best of me in the six months. And this is what will get you long-term results. Six months ago, one of my clients messaged me and said, "I want to build healthier habits." Six months later, her, her husband, her children, who were picky eaters, are still reaping the results. That's what six months intense coaching does. And no matter where you are on your journey, Shan, whether you're on day one or day 100, all over again, this is all. And I'm about to make up a word. This is all figure out, figure outable. Can't even say the word. This is all figure outable. I promise you, if you're struggling and you want me as your wingwoman, as I say, hop in the DMs and send me a message at Coaching, And we'll talk about, we'll discuss your challenges and we'll see what the best option is for you, whether it's all the trimmings, which is group coaching, whether it's the one-to-one coaching for me. And if you're ready to change your trajectory, if you're ready to stop making these mistakes and start making wins, then sign up for one of these options. All the information is in the show notes below or you can reach me at Nutrition Coaching on Instagram, Facebook, or you can also reach out to me by email support at vanutritioncoaching.co.uk. I cannot wait for you to jump in on all the trimmings and get your nutrition sorted so you can begin to see the results that you've been wanting and you deserve for the long term. Friends, we've come to the end of today's episode. It has been such an amazing episode. Speak soon, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episodes, friends. I hope you got some value. You've been listening to VA Nutrition Coaching, the podcast. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to hit me up and send me a deep at VA nutrition coaching and you can get me there don't forget sign ups are open they will close on the 27th of november for macros 2.0 the eight weeks group nutrition coaching if you are ready to take control of your nutrition can't wait to see you in the next one